Greetings and welcome to Legally Uncensored. I am your host, Demetria Graves, attorney and certified family law specialist in Los Angeles. Well, I'm actually in Pasadena, but I am in Los Angeles County. So today I wanted to talk about how do you change your child support? And we all know child support is one of the most talked about topics in the media, just in general. A lot of people feel they're paying too much. The other party feels they're not paying enough. But what happens if you have a child support order and something has happened in your life and you just can't pay it anymore or circumstances have changed that you don't believe it should be what it is currently set as? This has been a major topic while we go through the COVID pandemic, and it's generally just a big topic in general when we talk about family law. So what are some of the major stressors that bring up this topic? One is a loss of a job, decrease in hours, or maybe you have the child in question more, whatever the situation is, right? So we're going to talk today about how you change the order and can you even get that done right now while the courts are, you know, experiencing this big backlog and everything that's going on in the world right now. So let's start with, can you even change the order right now? And the answer is yes, with a lot of patience. As the courts kind of adapt to the pandemic and the backlog of that and the changing systems and the increase of cases because of the pandemic, you do have to pack your patients. However, there is still an avenue for you to change your support if that's what you need to do. So how does this happen and what are the circumstances which allow you to change it, right? Just because you may feel you're paying too much based on the California guideline, if the guideline says what you're paying is appropriate, then that's what you're going to pay. For those of you that don't know, in California, we follow, in most states, follow a guideline for how they calculate support. And that guideline, the major factors that are taken into consideration are both parties' income, how much time you spend with the child, daycare, health insurance, your tax filings. Unfortunately, what you pay in rent and your other expenses is not calculated for the purposes of support. In addition to that, the court also feels support is at the top of your list in terms of payment. So the way the court looks at support You should be paying child support before you pay anything else. That should be your number one priority. So if anything is going to suffer, this is my commentary, not the court. But if any other bill is going to suffer, it should not be child support. So I've seen people go into court and say, hey, well, my mortgage is $6,000 and my car payment is X amount of dollars. Court might sympathize with you, but the guideline is the guideline. There are some circumstances where the court can waiver from the guideline. And that's if, you know, there's a one party that's making a whole lot of money and maybe the child doesn't need what the guideline states that it it needs. But you've seen these cases in the media where there's a actor or football player or something along those lines that fights the guideline because it's so high. And a lot of times there's questions if a child actually needs that kind of money, but that's for a whole nother show. So how do you do this? Well, 
There's two ways to do it. If you have an order that is being enforced by child support services, and most counties have a child support services, there are a couple of ways to do that. One, you can call child support services, but as we sit here today, you can only imagine how backlog child support services is. So getting through might be a challenge, but you can call and say, hey, I'm having this difficulty. Can I submit documents to you to see if a modification, that's what it's called when you want to change your child support order, it's called a modification. Can I submit um, my documents to you to see if it's appropriate at this time? And that takes time. Because if you send your documents, then they have to review the documents. Then they have to notify the other party that they received your documents and ask for their documents. Once they have all of your documents, then they can calculate the support for you and let you know if it's decreased. And sometimes, even though you want to decrease, it might actually increase depending on if the other party is still working and have their income and whatever other factors will go into that. So that can take some time. And after all of that, even if the two of you do not agree, then you still have to go to court and let the court decide if there's going to be a modification. So that is the way to do it. If you want assistance from child support services, you can still also file your modification request directly with child support services. So you can do what's called a request for order. And that includes your reasoning as to why you want to modify your support. And then you also have to submit some financial information that supports your desire to change your current child support order. And then you would get a court date and then, you know, that same process, meaning you go to court, the court decides if it's going to be modified or not. If you are in family court, it is the same process. You have to file a request for order. That specifies for the court what the order is, why you want to change it, and documentation that supports your contention that your financial situation has changed. In in the family court, just like child support services, once you file, you will get a court date and the court will make a decision for you. So before you even go through all of this, there are ways in which you can do a little research yourself to see if it's even worth it for you. Because like I said, there are only very, very limited factors that go into play here. So you want to make sure that they are big enough to move the the needle, if you may, to make sure that it's going to be a significant enough modification for you to go back. If you've lost your job, but you're receiving unemployment, you might want to see what the what the change will actually be. And the other party's income also makes a big difference, right? So if you've lost your job, but you're receiving unemployment, but the other party has also lost their job and they're not receiving unemployment, then that might be a situation where your income, excuse me, your child support obligation might actually be increased. So a good place to start if it's safe to do so. And if you get along with the other party, Maybe have a conversation to see what both of your financial situations are. I mean, that doesn't have to be an in-depth. Well, how much are you making? How much are you making? But hey, you know, my income has been decreased by 30% or whatever the dollar figure is. 
Where are you? Are you willing to take X amount of dollars until I figure this out? If the two of you get along, that's always a great place to start. Then you don't have to go through all the, you know, the red tape of going to court and waiting to see if it's actually going to happen for you. Another great tool online, there are calculators that help you decide if it's going to be a big adjustment. You can put in the factors in terms of your income, what you believe the other party's income is, how much time you're spending with the child, and it will tell you in a ballpark range what your child support obligation would be. I mean, it's not, you know, it won't necessarily hold up in court, so to speak, but you will have an idea of what that's going to be. If you are really facing hardship, like you have lost your job, the company has closed, it's not coming back, you have the obligation to notify child support services or to file your motion with family court. If you do not, the child support order is in place and you will accrue arrears. And in California, that's 10% a year if you do not pay. So you definitely want to take action if you don't have a job and you can't work it out with the other party because your child support obligation will not change and it will continue to grow. So you definitely want to be proactive and handle the situation appropriately if that is the case. And as I mentioned before, know what moves the mark. Um, Know that if your rent increases, that's probably not going to change your obligation much. If you got a new car and your car payment is more, that's probably not going to change um, your child support obligation much. However, if you have the child, say you went from a 20% timeshare, which is approximately every other weekend and a dinner visit along those lines. And let's say you went to 50% custody or 30% custody. Now that might move the mark in a way that is significant enough for you to re- calculate your support. If you have reduced hours or if the other party is earning more income than when you settled, when you set the child support order, those are all factors that will move the needle in terms of changing your child support. And you want to make sure when you're doing this, that all of your documentation is ready to go, right? Because if you file incomplete documentation, if you, if the other party is not notified, Whatever the situation may be, your matter can be kicked back for months to come. And if you're being garnished by child support services, then that's more months that you're going to have to pay out what you potentially do not have if you're still employed. So even if you cannot hire a lawyer full time, it might be beneficial for you just to talk to someone um, that practices in the area that knows child support to give you some guidance on the best ways for you in your particular situation to proceed, depending on your financial responsibilities. Now, another big issue that comes along with this is, can the other side deny my visits if I'm not paying support? And the answer to that is no. Although we all can understand, we all know that it costs money to raise a child. You have shelter and food and not so much right now, but typically speaking activities and that sort of thing. But the court does consider the two to be two separate things. So you should not be losing out on your custodial time 
if you're unable to pay support. So if that is an issue, then there are recourses for you, but the two are not related. The court does not like when that happens, but it does. But know that you do not lose custody or you do not lose your visitation time if you're not able to pay support. So if you have a wage garnishment, how do you get that modified? Should your um, child support be decreased or terminated depending on your financial situation? In most instances, if you are if you have a case through child support services, child support services will issue a new wage garnishment, which reflects the new amount for your employer to withhold from your earnings. If you are in family court and the other side had submitted a previous wage garnishment, then you will be responsible for letting the court know that the other side needs to submit a new wage garnishment and make sure that there's a date for that to happen. Now, if you continue to owe arrears on a past child support order, revisit what the amount is. Because if you're in a financial hardship and let's say you were paying $100 towards the arrears amount, you might want to consider going down to $50 a month until your financial circumstances change. However, as I mentioned, arrears accrue at about 10% a year, at least here in California. So you want to make sure, if possible, that you pay over what the interest is on your child support. Because if you don't, then that continues to grow no matter what you pay. So it's important that you decide based on a family court order or if you're in child support services, they can tell you exactly how much the base amount is on your arrears each month with the interest so you can make sure that you're paying on that. And that doesn't continue to grow while you're trying to tackle whatever your base child support is. So some practical considerations right now when you go to court on the child support matter. A lot of times we right now are appearing telephonically or by video or you are allowed to go in, but a lot of people are opting not to go in and just know that the other side or the other party might not be in person. So what I would suggest if both parties are not represented, that somebody does come up with a calculation in terms of how much is support going to be or what you both propose that it's going to be. And if possible, get those calculations to the court. So if you don't agree on what the figures are, you can do one calculation for yourself and the other party can do one calculation based on what they feel the numbers are. And you can submit that to the court. If you submit that to the court, then the court has a basis to say, okay, this is kind of where we are. And you'll be surprised. Sometimes the difference in the amount of support is not that high, but you're kind of taking the work away from the court and moving your case further. And sometimes the court might call you before other matters because you're organized and they can look at that and handle your case quickly. Even during this time, the court still has a significant amount of matters on calendar. So you want to make it as easy as possible for the court to evaluate what's in front of the court and make a timely decision. And because we're only talking about child support, the court doesn't want to hear about 
the fights the two of you are having about it, the fact that the other party is not allowing you to see the child, that can become important on a custody issue. But if it's just support, narrow down the issues as much as possible so the court knows what's in front of it and can handle um, that issue for you as quickly as possible. If this is being handled by child support services, child support services will do the calculation for you. And if you've been to child support services, you know the parties talk to a child support officer prior to going to court to try to come up with the, the agreement with child support services. And if you listen to my other podcast, then you know, I always think it's great if the parties can talk, even if you don't get along that well. But if you can have a conversation with yourselves to try to work out the, the problem amongst yourselves, then I think you always come out with a better income because you have a say in that. Once you go to court, you don't have a say in how child support is calculated. The court is going to look at the infamous distal master. There's so many other programs now, but that's the most popular one. They're going to look at the distal master, make sure the numbers that are inputted are what the parties have submitted in terms of their documentation. And that's what the court is going to go with. So if you can have a conversation, work it out, that's great. Otherwise, that is essentially your process for changing support. So what happens if you think, you know, my job is only going to be closed for three or four months, but then we're all going back. Then you have to decide for yourself if it's worth filing the motion, you know, getting a hearing, probably by the time you go back to work, is it worth it to you to change it for those couple of months? That is your financial circumstance. So you would have to make that determination for yourself, but know that it takes some time to get into court. So it might be beneficial to wait to see if your job situation is going to change, if you're going back or if it makes more sense to try to modify it. So what happens if your child support goes up because the other side also has a lost job or also has some changed circumstances. That's why I say it's important if possible, if it's safe to do so, even if the two of you don't really communicate all that well, maybe communicate via text or email to decide for the two of you, what is the best course of action, right? Because if the other side doesn't have any money, at all, and they once did when the order was made, then you can still pay the same amount of support, depending on if you're receiving unemployment or what other other what other resources you may have at the time. So it's important to know what the circumstances are, right? Because your financial circumstances matter, their circumstances matter. Also, how much time are you having with the children? Has that changed? If it's the same then it's, we already discussed, it's not going to move the mark much, right? If it's different, depending on how much of a difference, then that's going to move the mark. However, if it's a temporary change, the court can take that into consideration. Meaning if you're watching the kids because there's no daycare, so the other party can go to work, the court may or may not consider that for child support purposes in terms of, one, you're not paying childcare expenses, 
but it's a schedule on a temporary basis. And in something such as that, then you don't want to cause conflict. And the other party say, well, fine, since you're trying to use this against me, then I'll find another way for the children, you know, for someone to watch the children during my time. So there's a lot of ways in which this comes up. I understand that a lot of people are experiencing financial hardship, especially during this pandemic. So many businesses have closed. So many people have lost their jobs, decreased hours, had to move, whatever the situation is. And for the other party that's receiving support, we're going to do another show on that. But I also encourage you to be understanding. I understand that you might not get along with the other party or whatever your feelings are towards that other party, but know that everybody is trying to figure it out right now, right? It's not perfect. It might not be perfect, but if there's any way that you can find it in your heart to at least hear that other person out to see if, hey, maybe we can reduce the support for three or four months or whatever you agree to. I promise everyone will be better off if the parties can come to an understanding on their own in terms of how this is going to go. So back to the questions. Can you do this right now? Yes, you can. You might have to wait a little longer than you, we would have, you know, months ago. And I have given you some practical ways to change it. But Before you even get to that, I think my number one takeaway would be to either one, contact a lawyer in your area that can help you decide if it's worth going through the modification process or if you don't want to pay for a lawyer's time to at least use an online calculator to see if there are going to be any changes to your support obligation. And lastly, Although this might frustrate the other party, you should not lose your custodial rights to visit with your children. And as always, do your best to attempt to resolve the issue with the other side to come up with something that the both of you can live with, even if it's on a temporary basis. A bonus, as I mentioned, if you do need to change the support and you cannot pay it, you do want to take care of that as soon as possible so you don't have arrears and interest and a bigger number than you have because you didn't take care of it. And that is your responsibility to do so. The court is not going to call you or child support services is not going to call you and say, hey, start paying up or you're going to get this interest and you're going to owe all this money. So that is your responsibility. You might start getting letters in the mail, but they're not going to encourage you to do something about it. So our next show, we're going to talk about what if you are not receiving support, then what does that mean? And and what can you do, if anything, right now? And I hope you enjoyed this show. And I am Demetria Graves, your host. I can be found on all social media platforms, Legally Uncensored. And until you listen again, I will talk to you soon.